0: the Watchers Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about Day of the Demon, the seventh book in Julie Kenner's Demon Hunting Soccer Mom series. We are now officially caught up. We are now officially caught up. I mean, by the time you all hear this, uh, the eighth book should have been released. But at the time we are recording this, we're still about three weeks away and I'm dying because I need it right now. It's, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be. I can't wait. I mean, I, as you know, as much as I enjoyed the rest of the books in the series with this book, I am so excited to see where she is going with the next book.
0: Yeah. So I don't have any announcements, which is good, because as I was just telling Froggy offline, my notes for this are surprisingly <laughs> long. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure it's just me being angry about stuff because, whoa, am I angry about stuff. But let's just get into it. Day of the Demon. It was published in 2021. So if you look at Pax Dominica, that means there was a seven year break between when Pax Dominica was published and when this was published. I don't know if it's because Julie was focusing more on like her Stark Protection series. I don't know if it was, you know, I know she probably has kids because she writes about. Yeah, yeah. Them, and c- so it could have been home stuff. It could have been she was trying to figure out where the series was going next. And if she yeah. was, Good job, because we're super excited about this. We are. This. And you know what?
1: You she has to have kids because nobody handles kids that well without they having don't. kids, or being a nanny, or being exposed to kids. So good job. Yes. Because I really feel I like I really feel her a lot at times
0: when she is being a mom. Our synopsis <laughs> for this book is. Mom and demon hunter Kate Connor can never catch a break.
1: (laughs) I mean Why can't they do why can't Buffy's summaries be this
0: succinct? Oh, it's not that succinct. that's a saint. That's <laughs> just sentence one, but it's oh, but very that's, that's perfect. We could just stop there. She may have just helped save the world from a full-on apocalypse, but there's still the problem of her ex-husband having come back to life in the body of another man and her current husband wanting to reconcile after walking out on her so recently, she can still taste the pain. Granted, he'd been knocked sideways by news of her secret vocation, but that didn't change the fact they were still on rocky ground. To make matters worse, her toddler sudden refused still to sleep at bedtime isn't helping Kate's mood, but that's really just an annoyance. After all, if she can handle demon hordes, a cranky toddler is a no-brainer. No, the real problem is her teenage daughter, Allie. Not dating woes, not grades, not a desperate lust for her learner's permit. (laughs) Instead, Kate's facing a dilemma that neither her parenting skills nor her demon-hunting prowess can fix. Because what's exactly a demon hunter supposed to do when it's her very own daughter who's the demon? Ooh,
1: I love the fact that that summary mentions fucking Stuart.
0: Ah, fucking Stuart! And I would argue that he is not trying to reconcile. He's just being fucking Stuart. He is not doing a good job. No! Also, nowhere in here does it mention Timmy not sleeping.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah.
0: I wonder if there were like scenes that were taken out or something. Like, so,
1: Yeah, like the summary was written
0: before from, some editing. Before,
1: yeah, bef- yeah, something was taken out for. Like, I mean, you
0: know, just assume toddlers don't sleep because they don't.
1: <sighs> they don't. No, they don't. Ten year olds don't sleep either. So
0: there's that. We begin with a teeny tiny summary of what we learned in Rome. Allie has a demon inside her, passed down from Eric, and the demon that once inhabited him. Kate's never seen signs of it, never seen Allie act in any way that would suggest darkness and mayhem, but it's still there, and that terrifies her, because one day it might just burst forth, and if it does, that's the end, because Kate won't kill her own child. And just as we get a recap, so does Eddie, as everyone goes straight from the airport to Kate's house. And I mean, everyone. Oh, I am so
1: tired just imagining everybody getting back to the house after a long vacation and then having to basically do a debrief.
0: Yeah, like this is international travel. You just want to go home and like sleep for 30 years or like collapse on your couch and catch up on all the TV you missed. But
1: no, no. Not just international travel, but international travel with demon hunting. Plus, we stayed longer. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, because I think they were there for almost a month.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they were there. Yeah, they were there for weeks,
0: yeah. for weeks after. Yeah, no, this is I'm very tired just thinking about this. I
1: I know I am, too. Like at that point, like I would have been like, you know what? I know we have to discuss this, but everybody, please leave me alone. I am going to just go sleep in
0: my own bed. Yeah, because we've got Kate, Stuart, Allie, Timmy, who we don't see in this scene. So I assume he's passed out somewhere. Good for him. I want to be, too. (laughs) Right. Eric. And Eliza, because yes, they brought Eliza back with them.
1: Yay. At least temporarily. (laughs) Usually, usually people bring back souvenirs.
0: They brought back a whole person. Uh, Kate still needs to have the talk with her about what she wants to do long term. Return to San Diego, stay in San Diablo, move to Rome. Personally, I'm hoping for staying in San Diablo because I need Allie to start building her own little... Her own little Scooby gang. I I feel like that's
1: where things are going.
0: Oh, that's definitely where things are going, especially with uh, the comments made about Mindy later.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it really feels like we are going to be moving towards Allie and... The younger ones taking more of the focus.
0: I mean, Kate even says somewhere in here, I don't know if I noted exactly where, but she even says somewhere in here that like, she's getting to the point where her time is over. Yeah. That right now she needs to train the next generation. Exactly. Anyway... They fill Eddie in and Eddie thinks they're still missing something. And there's something
1: Father Donnelly
0: isn't telling them.
1: Yeah, there (laughs) is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm with Eddie on Father Donnelly. Especially because he was so insistent they leave Allie in Rome. And was kind of pissed when they didn't. So like, once you get farther in the book... This doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I know like they, they hint that he wants Allie to stay because the whole Frank and Demon Hunter thing was like his secret project. Mm hmm. But later they also say that, like, Father Donnelly is one of the people who still believe it was Eric. So, I mean, and like, we're going to find out there's like something going on with Father Donnelly and he may be connected to Kate and Allie. But that doesn't explain why he specifically wanted Allie to stay. I think I just don't trust Father Donnelly. Oh, God, no, I don't trust him at all. Like, I know Father Corletti used to be like, you need to trust him. And I'm like, Father, I trust you in all things. But not this. No, no. Not this.
1: And I like and I do love that Kate has feelings of I trust father, but I don't know if I can listen to him on this. Like, it is a very hard thing for her to, to have to do. Because here you have this guy who is shady as fuck.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and I don't understand why Father Corletti is so like, yes, we need to trust him because he never told Father Corletti about his little project. Yeah. And that means the head of Forza. But
1: Father Corletti is just too good for this world. Yes.
0: And so is Eddie because Eddie is firmly on team. Father Donnelly is a shady motherfucker. And that puts him directly at odds with Eric, because Eric doesn't think Donnelly would lie about him. He's a priest. And he did tell them that he had no idea that Allie contained demon essence. And he believed the quote unquote hybrid to still be Eric. Did they tell him? No, because later, I swear later in the book, it says he doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Father, no matter what he knows, Father Donnelly is a shady motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what he knows
1: and what he doesn't know. Honestly, I would like him to know less.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I know Eric's like, he's a priest. He wouldn't lie. And I'm just like, my love, my love. Priest. I don't, that's not the defense you think it is. Yeah. Because he was yeah. still stuffing a demon inside a child. Like that, that, yeah. that that's no go- No bueno. No, no, no bueno.
1: No, no, We We don't like that.
0: But speaking of Allie, she is getting like more and more agitated as this whole conversation progresses, looking for reassurances from her dad and the others that there is no evil inside of her. And when she doesn't get the level of comfort she wants, she just decides to dip out. (laughs) Good for you, Allie. (laughs) Like she's done.
1: Yeah, she's a she's a 15 year old girl. She's not getting what she needs out of this. She is just leaving.
0: Yeah, she decides to go see Mindy and go to the beach. Eric's hesitant to let her go and Kate is too. But, you know, maybe a return to normalcy is good. And yeah, Allie's in a mood, but it's not like her childhood temper tantrums ever opened a portal to hell or summoned vampires before. Really, Kate, we had to to use that as an example.
1: I know that I yeah, I cracked up
0: later in the book Just because she had to bring up vampires. Had to bring up the vampires. So yeah, they let her go and Eliza goes along not to watch over her. She makes that clear when Allie snaps at her. But because she loves the beach and surfing and Allie did say she wanted her to meet Mindy. So Stuart lets them take the van because Eliza adds another licensed driver to the household. And they leave. Kate's also looking to to return to normalcy, unpacking, grocery shopping, planning Timmy's third birthday. Aw, Timmy! Uh, uh, simple things though i don't know if planning a child's birthday party is really all that simple
1: on um... No, no, it's not.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but first, training. Eric wants to discuss Ali's training. If they're gonna step it up, and they most definitely are, they need to start almost immediately, and that means planning. He asked Kate to put on coffee, but Stuart thinks this is a conversation that can wait for tomorrow. They well, mostly Eric is not so sure, but Stuart is adamant. You know tomorrow. what? I, I do
1: give him a point for that. Stuart, a point for that.
0: I, he's gonna lose it. He's okay, gonna yeah, lose. He's gonna lose it. Because I was gonna say, mm, if everything yes. that immediately follows that did not happen, yes, yes, yes. no, he, he would get a he, point.
1: He gets a point for that because that's what we've been saying <laughs> since the beginning of this. Everybody needs a little bit of time to cool down. Now, granted. He goes into the negative.
0: Yes. Oh, Eric. I like Stuart has so like hit negative so many points by the end of this book. Like, I don't even know if what happens at the end of this book can bring him back to zero. Julie, really. And the thing is, it's like
1: the thing I love about about these books are like, remember in the beginning, we were like, oh, man, I love Eric. I love Stuart. I love both of them. They're both great. Right? I love Eric. I love Stuart. And now she is making us hate him. And it makes things a little bit easier.
0: Right? Like, I'm ready to get, like, a hashtag Team Eric, like, neon thing to go behind me. I know. cause I mean, ah. like,
1: if I'm making fuck Nadia pins, I'm going to make some fuck Stuart pins, too. Ah,
0: yes, we need hashtag Team Eric pins. Yeah. Eric, my, my love. So, yes, Stuart, Stuart says this can wait till tomorrow and that David can come by after church and just wait to oh. be a little bitch. Oh, that's...
1: Especially after, like, we're pretty sure we we supposed to have we were supposed to have been made up in Rome. Everything yeah. was supposed to be fine,
0: and like, but mm. we come home and you're being a dick, Stuart. Put it away. Yes, he is, and I am just I am not ready to forget. I know at this point, Kate thought she had like forgiven him. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to forgive him, and I'm not going to be ready to forgive him for a long time. Oh yeah. So Eric does leave. Kate goes to make coffee anyway, because, you know, coffee. Coffee. She also has Stuart follow her into the kitchen because Eddie is watching his friends rerun and does not appreciate them upsetting (laughs) his morning routine. As Kate gets the coffee going, she asks Stuart what gives. She thought he and Eric reached an understanding. An understanding, yes, but that doesn't make them best friends. And Eric doesn't live there, which, duh. Yeah, yeah. But he did come over straight from the airport and Kate guesses Stuart wants some time, just them, as a family. No, Stuart just wants to be a little bitch. Yeah, this has nothing like I bless
1: Kate for trying to think the best of Stuart in this moment. Stuart could have left it at, hey, this will keep until tomorrow. We'll see you then. If he would have just done that, I could see it as, hey, we need family time. But the fact that he went right into, we'll see David tomorrow. Like the fact that he's going right into a pissing contest and he's going to keep up this shit.
0: Yeah. And there's no family time. Because, because Kate suggests they go watch something or not watch something. Yeah, And he tells Kate he has some business to take care of. He's leaving. Yeah. He's leaving. He's going to like do some work. So what the fuck did he kick Eric out for? Yeah,
1: that's that's where I got pissed off. I'm like, there's no reason. Like, he just didn't want Eric there with her.
0: No, he didn't want Eric there with her. And he's trying to like pull some bullshit about like, well, you wanted to get started on Timmy's party and you have two kids. And I'm just like, hit him. I know. Hit him. We're at the point where I just want kate to hit him
1: yeah like i was better with stewart in in the last book when they were you know they were making up he was trying he was
0: try- even when he was being an obnoxious tourist oh yeah he, he was trying that was at least that was at least charming you know
1: that is that is american dad in a foreign country
0: once we got over the whole you're not even supposed to be here yeah
1: yeah. I mean, and I think I think again, I think what really made me enjoy that whole part of it was the fact that I lived it.
0: You have yes, you have lived it. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and Kate knows this has nothing to do with me. Nothing. Nope. But she does need to get the invites out because they did stay in uh, Rome, like we said, much longer than they anticipated. And the whole like invitation window is, is closing in. That is that, yeah, that window sucks. And, but she knows, she knows, she knows a thousand percent this is about Stuart and his jealousy and the fact that because there's this new thing going on with Allie, Eric is going to be heavily involved again, not just because he's Allie's father and a hunter, but because he is one of the only people who can possibly understand what is going on with Allie. Yeah. And Kate has a feeling that like Stuart does not understand how their life is about to shift and how messy it could become. And I mean, I'm I'm guessing that has her pretty worried because he just left her for the second time, and now stuff is about to get like real serious. Yeah. But enough about Stuart. Yes. Party shopping.
1: Oh, I don't know what's I don't know what's more hell fighting demons or party shopping for a toddler.
0: Oh, that's true. I was gonna be like I like party shopping, but maybe not for a toddler. No. Kate and Laura head to the local party store and Kate is completely overwhelmed with the colors and the characters. And it just, it totally makes her zone out until she realizes that Laura is talking to her. <laughs> Nemo. She will, she will go with Nemo. Good choice. Laura tells her that Timmy loves finding Nemo. True. Okay. Or should she go with SpongeBob? Nemo, Nemo is fine. And better for a three-year-old. SpongeBob is better suited for that sophisticated first grade cloud. <laughs> I love Laura. I, just, I do I love too. love Laura. Yeah.
1: yeah, she's she's the best. She is such a good friend for somebody like Kate.
0: She helps Kate run down the list of what she'll need and even offers to make the cake. Because Laura is a domestic goddess. She is. Kate would love her too, but she knows Laura is busy and would rather save her favors for things she can't push onto the local grocery store. Laura assures her she can do both kind of favors before taking that opening and asking if she's ever going to hear the rest of the Rome story or have they just become those friends who drink wine and talk about their kids. They were already those friends. Yeah, they were. Yeah. 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 But their friendship has evolved to include demons and weapons. Laura likes to think of it as eclectic. (laughs) While Kate wants to tell her the rest, the only parts she doesn't really know are the parts that involve Allie. And while Kate knows deep down that Laura would never look at Allie differently or keep Mindy away, she is still afraid and she has to protect her daughter. So Laura gets the hint and turns the conversation back to the party. If Kate doesn't want to do Nemo, they could do Captain America. No, no. Nemo is good. They head to the cash register and Laura swears she has a coupon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she searches for it which seems to piss off gum chewing a gum chewing lady behind them one who is buying nothing save a swirly looking candle <laughs> something kate finds odd and feels is more befitting a druid than a party i mean druids have to get their pretty candles from somewhere i mean that is true that is true as they leave kate who is kind of itching for a fight <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> can't help but wonder if the rude lady was a demon and if she just walked away from a prime ass-kicking opportunity. Spoiler alert, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. At that point, I'm like, is she really a demon or is
0: Kate just very pissed off at everything and wants to fight? Porque no dos dos? <laughs> Returning from the store, Kate and Laura stuff the party stuff in a closet and then decide to have a little wine and gossip sesh. While Kate bathes Timmy. It's a pre-dinner bath, which means Kate is living dangerously.
1: I love I I love this this image of them sitting in the bathroom drinking wine drinking yes. wine while the toddler gets a bath.
0: But somehow bathing Timmy and preparing for the inevitable mess that dinner will cause seems less daunting to Kate than going to the grocery store. Actually, vampires, an entire nest of them, seems less daunting to Kate than going to the grocery store. Oh,
1: look, there's the vampires
0: again. And we're really doing that today. Yeah, Julie, you're, you're really hitting us in the face. Which is why she is totally cool with the fact Stuart offered to bring home dinner as a way of making up for everything earlier. Please remember this, because I, I'm going to yell about this in a few minutes. <laughs> because somehow, somewhere along the way, Stuart forgets. That he offered to bring home dinner. Because yeah, yeah the, the the whole narrative about that's gonna change in a minute. Yeah. As Timmy plays and they chat, Kate's guilt over not telling Laura everything returns. But ultimately it's Allie's secret. And so Allie needs to be the one to decide when it's time to tell everyone. Thankfully, there's enough else to talk about with Cutter and Stuart. Laura assuring Kate that she and Cutter are still going strong. He actually took her away for the weekend when they were still in Italy. And that they're not rushing off for a date night. has n- that, And that her not rushing off for a date night has nothing to do with problems and everything to do with him being at a convention of some sorts. <laughs> Something for dojo owners. <laughs> the competition, though, so Laura doesn't have to worry about cheer duty. She asked Kate how things are going with Stuart and Kate says they're good that he really stuffed it up in Rome, proved himself, but it still hurts that he left. And while there's the whole alpha male thing with Eric, Laura's pretty much at duh <laughs> because her ex just helped her save the world pretty much saved the world single-handed as Laura still believes Eric to be Mm -hmm. the hybrid in this whole situation. After Bath comes presents and Kate's tale of how she wanted to get Laura an even cooler bag, but some woman snatched it out from under her. Kate had been sorely tempted to take her out before she could pay for it. (laughs) But alas, Laura assures her that the bag she got is great, perfect even. Kate tells you there's another present tucked inside, straight from the Vatican, an official Forza holy water flask. Laura can't believe it. Is she sure? Because she's not exactly Forza. True, but she should be prepared, and she deserves one. Even if Father Corletti thinks so. <laughs> the fact that Father Corletti thinks so highly of her, I know, to Laura, and I'm like, she yeah. would get to be too. I know. It's it's just it's
1: so cool that this person that Laura never met, but is so important to Kate and he knows that Laura is important to her. And I like I like the fact that even though they're really not supposed to tell people about the whole thing, it's not like with the Watchers Council. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't nobody. No, you can't have any help from anybody. But no, like Father Corletti is encouraging her to have a circle.
0: I know. And then, I, know. I mean, and they're drinking wine. So like soon she's sniffling and in the, we get into that. She's yeah. thanking Kate for bringing her into the fold, telling her the truth that first night. Like she knows Kate could have lied. Yeah. Or pushed her away. And the fact that she did it, it's just, oh. I love,
1: yeah, I love their friendship so much.
0: Kate is glad to have her on the team. Laura's research skills are unmatched. Kate says if Laura had started a few years earlier, she could have made a kick-ass Alimentatore. Really? Eddie, who is in the other room with Timmy, gives the two a hard time and gloats that his present, a dagger with a flask in the hilt, is better than Laura's. (laughs) After he takes Timmy upstairs, Laura realizes that she should probably get home, do the laundry she said she was going to do. Funny! That is Kate's evening plan also. Laura says something about Mindy wanting to have a movie marathon and asks if it's okay if Allie and Eliza spend the night. Kate's fine with it and just tells Laura to tell Allie to send over a text when they reach her place. As Laura opens the back door to leave, Cabot dashes inside, (laughs) followed by a demon. Of course. Two demons. (sighs) One immediately goes for Kate before realizing she is not the one who is new. Oh, good. Cryptic demon
1: messages. uh, Cryptic demon messages are my favorite.
0: Especially when poor
1: Kate is like, what the fuck is this supposed to mean? At least
0: Kate like has an inkling what it this means one, this one. Yeah, time. this one. This, this time f- it's not like you have the thing. And she's like, what? What thing do I have? Yeah.
1: Yeah. More fucking cryptid messages.
0: Thankfully, Laura is there with her brand new holy water flask and comes in with the assist, allowing Kate to take out demon one. She then takes off after demon two. In her chase, she passes Mindy, who is concerned about her mom. Kate assures her Flora is fine and asks about Allie. All Mindy says is demon, and Kate takes off at breakneck speed. (laughs) However, when she arrives, she discovers that she is too late. The fight is over, and Allie is standing over the demon victorious, though a bit shaken. Kate immediately goes to her, wanting to know if she's all right, and checking for any possible injuries. Allie assures her mom she's fine, and like most teenagers, eventually gets annoyed with Kate's fussing. (laughs) Eliza eventually picks herself up from the grate she had been thrown into and joins the group shortly before Mindy returns, saying her mom is hiding body number one. So what are they going to do about body number two? Looking to the grate Eliza was just laying on, Kate says they'll hide it in there. To rot? No, until Eric can come get it. What Kate actually says is, "Your dad will take care of it." As she is talking to Allie, this leads Mindy to say that her mom used to say that about gross things. (laughs) She does it, or Cutter does. Oh, Cutter! Cutter is up to household chore level at Laura's house.
1: Yeah, Mary and I have Mary and I have done some mental casting. We
0: have. We need to throw it up. We need to throw it up. And uh, Lex gave me one for Marissa, so I'm very excited. I hadn't had her yet. Yeah, that'll be cool. The grate, it seems, is locked, and so the girls want to know how Kate plans on getting in. Does she have bolt cutters on her? Kate says no, and that she'll pick the lock. She can pick a lock? (laughs) All the girls, but especially Allie, seems fascinated by this. Yeah, but she hasn't had to do it since before Allie was born. She asks Mindy to run to her house and find her a bobby pin or two, right before Eliza remembers she has some. She picks the lock, though it does take a bit thanks to the rust. And while she does so, we get a small review on the nature of demons. We also get our first mention of werewolves. Oh. Uh, and when I when I was writing my notes while I was reading this, I was like, whoa, I hope we get to see vampires and werewolves someday. What <laughs> did I know. Someday is today for one of them. Yes, today is the day. Uh, while Kate is getting the great open, Allie calls her dad to tell him there's a demonic pickup. That done, Allie asks if they can spend the night at Mindy's. And while that had been the original plan, Kate can't help but feel a bit wary, as she always does after a demon attack. Allie assures her it's fine, though. They got two of the three. The third is probably laying low, waiting for another time. And besides, that is a lot for one night. And Eddie did do some hunting while they were gone. Not as much as they probably would have done, but still. And yeah, he might not have scoped out Coastal Mist the way Kate does, (laughs) but Allie stops realizing she is not helping herself. She's sure it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Is it though? Because Kate did not see a third demon. (laughs) So what are they talking about? What happened? The girls hem and hall, but after Laura arrives, they tell their story. Seems a demon approached them on the boardwalk and asked Eliza if she was the one that was new. So they didn't want to hurt her, but the girls were not so naive as to believe that. But they never really got a chance to do anything as this guy from school showed up told the demon that Kate wouldn't appreciate this, and then brandished a knife at the demon. The demon left, and so did the guy, Jared, saying he'd see them around. Well, that all sounds really sketchy. <laughs> I know. I know. Some some sketchy-ass bastard. There's a small debate about whether Jared just met a mom wouldn't appreciate some sketchy guy approaching the girls, or whether he met Kate specifically, as in he knows Kate is a demon hunter. Mindy thinks he met Kate. <laughs> Allie's unsure and would like to get back to the issue at hand. Can they stay at Mindy's? Yes. Yes. But she wants them to stay inside till morning, not even come out to see Eric. And she wants them home by nine because they are going to Mass and then Cutters. Laura reminds Kate that Cutter is still in L.A. And Kate says they are going to Cutters and Laura will let them in with the key.
1: (laughs) Does does this scene sound familiar to you? Like, this is just me with...
0: (laughs) And we are going to do this thing. We can't. We are going to do this thing in alternate way. Wait, right,
1: But we are still going to do this thing.
0: <laughs> it does. It very much sounds yeah. like you. Yeah. However, when Cutter gets back, there will be vigorous everyday training after school. Eliza says she's no longer in school, but is happy to train whenever. Really? Allie and Mindy start to head off and Eliza hesitates until the girls tell her to come. They want her there and it's totally okay with Laura, right? Laura says it is, but Kate knows the look that accompanies her agreement. It's the same one she uses when she wants the PTA to just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So first she asks Laura where the other body is. So she can tell Eric there are actually two pickups. (laughs) And then she pries about the look. Laura's just concerned. Is Eliza really safe to have around the girls? She's clearly the one the demons are looking for. That makes her a target and possibly makes Allie and Mindy a target as well. Knowing she can no longer put the truth off, Kate asks Laura if she plans to stop hanging out with her, or if she thinks Mindy should stop hanging around to Allie. No, never. Good. Because Allie is the one that is new. Kate tells Laura everything about what they learned about Allie, about how her blood stopped the gates of hell from opening, about the golden light that filled the chamber... Laura asks the requisite questions like, is Allie's situation similar to Eric's? And when Kate tells her that it's different, Laura starts using theater terms to describe the whole situation. (laughs) Like how Allie is the happy ending and Eric was the tumultuous. Why can't I say that word? Tumultuous. Tumultuous. Tumultuous start act. She can thank Mindy and the play for these analogies. Apparently, Mindy told her mom that everything that happened with her dad in the divorce was the inciting incident for her <laughs> romance <appearance> with Cutter. <laughs> Kate can't help but laugh and then cry because she is just so relieved that Laura is Laura. Yeah. And responded just as she hoped she would, but feared she wouldn't. Laura assures Kate she would never order Allie to stay away. And besides, she got herself a taser. (laughs) If Allie gets out of hand, she'll just give her a little jolt. (laughs) Kate wants to know if out of hand includes leaving her dishes everywhere. It might. All right. Whatever it takes. Back inside, Kate and Eddie have a heart-to-heart while Timmy plays band, aka beats on various kitchen supplies and makes all the noise. (sighs) Ugh, this scene, this conversation between the two of them. It's just so sweet. I, it's,
1: it's a reminder of just how much he has been folded into this family.
0: And there's so many of these reminders through this book. And yeah, I'm just, this,
1: yeah, I, love I, it. I love Eddie. I feel like we're setting up for Eddie no! to die. I do. No like, I mean, <laughs> I do. Like, it just, I, like, I don't know that he's going to die from demon.
0: I know, I know. And I know he's like a million years old. But I can't <laughs> have, I'm going to cry. I'm literally going to cry. I, I know. can't have anything happen to Eddie. And I can't have anything happen to Father Corletti. And I can't have anything happen to Eric. So, like, I just.
1: But we want I, everything to happen to Stuart and Father Donnelly.
0: Yes. Someone has to die. Let it be Father Donnelly.
1: Yeah. Julie, if you kill.
0: If you kill Eddie, we swear. Don't break my heart, Julie. Eddie assures Kate that Allie is the same kid she's always been. And that unless Kate has noticed something, a significant change, she needs to stop worrying because she's worrying over nothing. They talk of family and how they really have become a family and how Eddie must think of Kate as a daughter because he firmly believes neither Stuart nor Eric is good enough for her. I love him. I'll, I'll agree with him on one of those. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm still very salty towards Stuart.
1: Yeah. But I think also like, I love the, like, I love the whole, like, no man is good. Like, I love how curmudgeonly he is, but how he's sweet so he is. But he's still so sweet. And especially, and that's why I love this scene. Because it is so like, it is so heartfelt. And yes, it still has his Eddie brand of salt. Mm-hmm. But. It's very from the heart.
0: Eddie tells Kate that his prejudices aside, they both love her. And if she can stop them from killing one another, <laughs> she might just have herself quite a team. He also reminds Kate that whatever is going on, she can handle it. She's sent many a demon packing right on back to hell, including Lilith herself. <sighs> Eddie, I feel you've jinxed us. Yeah. Kate's not entirely sure she permanently destroyed Lilith. And yeah, that has alarm bells ringing in all our heads. Oh,
1: Yeah. And that that's a through line throughout the book.
0: Eddie's a bit of a marshmallow, and Kate tells him so, giving him a kiss, which he tries to rub off in <laughs> an attempt to keep his curmudgeon street wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, please. No, no one is buying No. That. We we know. We we've seen it. Then comes the maggot, which ew, Oh, ew, ew. oh, 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 ew, 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 Why is ew, this ew. necessary? Oh, that was gross
1: that that was oh no, no, no. No, the hey, maggots. I
0: and I guess she was going to fix dinner because she was going to get like a, which wasn't Stuart bringing dinner home. And she just she discovers that uh, 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 no, uh, no, because Allie, I guess, got distracted while putting groceries away before they left, and so left a pot roast, she just left raw meat in the pantry, yeah, for a month, yeah. How did yeah. you not smell that the moment you walked in the house? I think everybody's been a
1: bit distracted.
0: Just ew. Just ew. Ew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ew. Yeah.
0: So yeah, Kate calls Allie and tells her that she will be cleaning this the next day by herself. Good. Or she can hire a cleaning service with her allowance. Doesn't matter. Kate's not doing it. Good. Good for. Good for you, Kate. Good for you. Kate finally gets to her laundry, to me, helping. And she (laughs) has just finished up basket number one when Stuart calls. Seems he's going to be late. He and Bernie are going to meet with a tile guy to repair the mansion, which Lilith destroyed. And then Stuart still needs to run by the office. I I swear to God, Stuart was supposed to be bringing home dinner. Because, like, Kate didn't have a chance to make it to the store. So he's backing out of that, which, God damn it, Stuart... And, like, Kate says it's fine that the two of them can do night and later. And it's not fine, It's Kate. not fine, Kate. We are here to tell you it's not fine. Hanging up, she tells Timmy it's just the two of them for the evening. As Stuart is now working late, Allie and Eliza are at Mindy's, and Eddie has a date. Which I was really hoping is with Rita. And we find out later he is still seeing Rita. Because I do love Rita. And the two yeah. of them seem very well matched. Yeah, yeah. Kate suggests they do dinner and a movie. And Timmy asks to watch the puppy movie... A.K. 101 Dalmatians, which Kate doesn't really have anything against. She just has seen it more times than there are dogs in the film. (laughs) Still, she agrees and then asks Chef Timmy if he would like to help cook dinner. My heart just melted at this whole thing because the whole Chef Timmy thing was just the cutest thing in the entire world. It is so cute. And he's a very eager chef. They make the food, get the movie, and are snuggling in on, the, on the couch when Timmy starts excitedly yelling Uncle David. Because they have Eric slash David, the uncle title, in order to explain why David Long is always around Kate and her kids. And my question is, whose brother are they trying to push him off as?
1: Yeah, I think this is just one of those... we just, nobody Nobody asks questions. Like... Yes, sir. Yeah, like and the thing is, their circle is small enough that nobody's going to really care.
0: Well, but it says it was done more so like it wouldn't look creepy at school.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So that's why I'm like, how how are they saying he's related exactly?
1: <laughs> don't ask questions, Mary. OK, OK. Look, these people don't always make the best
0: choices. No, this is true. Kate tries to tell him that the guy in the movie looks nothing like Uncle David, but Timmy isn't talking about the movie. He's talking about the real Uncle David, who is standing at the back door. Eric, why are you being a creeper? Kate can't believe he just showed up at the door like that, especially when he doesn't know whether or not Stuart is home. She opens the door and asks if anything's wrong, and he says no. He got both bodies in the trunk, though he may need to consider a bigger car.
1: (laughs) I I love the whole
0: conversation
1: about this.
0: She apologizes for calling him all the way back down from Los Angeles. He wasn't in Los Angeles. What? He's in San Diablo. Allie, she needs him right now and he needs to be there for her. And this is just about Allie. Kate has to ask. He has to know, especially with how relieved Stuart was when Eric had moved to L.A. And shut up, Stuart. Um, the one thing that I have a question about. So Eric is supposed to have moved to L.A.
1: Yes. But he's still teaching at the high school.
0: So I'm wondering if he was getting everything in order before submitting his resignation letter. Yeah. And he never got around to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they also say like he hadn't gotten out of his lease yet because his lease wasn't up. Yeah. So like he just ends up renewing his release and I guess never submitted his resignation letter.
1: Yeah. Because that was that was funny. I'm like, so is this dude driving down from L.A. every day? No,
0: no. I guess he thought he'd like before. Give them enough time. And then he like rushed off to Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And then that came makes back sense. and was like, all right, well, I'm not going to send this in now. <laughs> is this about Allie or about her? The both of them? Eric says, yeah, it is. It's about Kate too. He knows it shouldn't be. But it is. He then suggests, at the risk of pissing Stuart off, that they go patrolling. Kate says he doesn't care about pissing Stuart off. (laughs) And he admits she's right. He doesn't. But he knows it would bother Kate. So Kate admits he does have a point. They were gone, which meant no one was keeping an eye on the demon population. And there was still the third demon from this evening. Perhaps a little capture and interrogation is in order. She texts Stuart and FYI, asks Laura to come babysit, and then she, decked out in her new Forza-issued vest, heads out with Eric. They first head to his old place, which it sounds like he might still own and therefore can move back into, like we yeah. just talked about. Yeah, yeah. They drop off his car in the garage, and Kate asks about the whole demon disposal method. Does she really want to know? <laughs> yes, but also No, no. It's kind of like picking a scab. Eric tells her that there are lots of vats of chemicals in the school basement that a waste disposal crew, aka Forza, pick up every so often. Demon goo in the basement of their daughter's school. Fabulous. (laughs) They head out on patrol, Eric telling Kate that he went through the papers and it looks like 15 people died or more miraculously did not die while they were in Rome. And that is including the two in the trunk. So if they can take out at least two more tonight, well, then they'll be below a dozen. Top of the list to hunt down is two Coastal Mist residents who just walked off. No family. And obviously the home doesn't have the staff to dedicate a group to look for them. So as long as Kate and Eric find them before the police show up, which, okay, okay, hold on. So (laughs) Nick's thoughts earlier when pushing the body into the grate. And then the bits about the police here, it got me thinking. So when a demon inhabits the body, there are mm-hmm. all these miraculous recoveries, right? Mm-hmm. But they turn out to be demons and Kate kills them. Yes. So people never even know they died. Mm-hmm. But they become demons and Kate kills them and the bodies have to be disposed of. So the bodies just disappear, which means people from San Diablo just Disappear. Yeah. By this time, a good number of Santiago residents are just missing. So, why are we not hearing more about that?
1: Do we have a situation like in Sunnydale?
0: I mean, maybe, but also, I mean, maybe, maybe the Vatican like makes excuses. Yeah. But I'm like, by this point, you'd be dealing with a lot of people who just. Disappeared in mm-hmm. San Diablo, never to be heard of again. And I feel like we'd be hearing more about the police and how, like, this is becoming a problem.
1: Yeah, because I know, like, it, it makes a little bit more sense with the coastal mist residents because they're usually people whose family, like, a lot of times families.
0: Yeah, and they do make them. a point will say a lot of these people don't have family. A
1: lot of people don't have family. Like- they make they make a point where. Like, some of these people just wander off. They'll make an excuse later about, you know, falling off cliffs and stuff. But, yeah, it would make sense. And and now, some of them, I think, I feel like some of them, though, also come from surrounding areas. Because Maybe. they do look, like, they do look locally. And they also look a little bit outside of San Diablo. True. So, some of these demons might be coming from other places. Plus... They know about her now. They know about her. They know about Allie. So it would make sense that more demons are appearing from outside San Diablo to come in. This is true. This is true. Especially after their, their thing in Rome.
0: Uh, also very true. Yeah. Anyway, Kate and Eric soon run into one of the nursing home residents, Henry, and he greets Eric the same way demons did when he had O'Donoghue inside him, calling him sire bowing eric says adanya is gone the demon inside him has been expelled and he is not his sire the demon says it's not that simple it's still on him and she wishes him not to be harmed who who wishes it the glorious one god damn it i knew mentioning Lilith earlier was just a <sighs> trouble yeah the demon continues calling eric her consort and saying the ones with darkness in their blood are in his debt and that he is to be rewarded this does not make eric happy <laughs> in fact it kind of pisses him off he is really 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 pissed and so he kills the demon before he and kate get a chance to interrogate it something that doesn't make kate too happy eric sorry he just it never ends and if the demon is out of him and this is still going on how deep in him does this thing run has he totally fucked up Allie? has he ruined everything Kate assures him that Allie is fine. The same girl she's ever been. He's ruined nothing because none of this was his fault. It was his parents and some others in the church. She thinks the main issue here is whose consort do they think he is? Lilith's? Because they got rid of her. And even if it wasn't permanent, there's no way she should be able to regroup that easily. It should take years, generations even. Eric's not sure. What sources do they have to go on? Ancient texts? Do they even know? They dispose of the body over a cliff, making it look like an accident. But Eric just can't shake the fact something is wrong with him. He knows so much of what happened the last time the demon was inside him. But why does he remember it? Why wasn't it a blackout like the other situations? Kate doesn't know, but it doesn't mean there's something wrong with him. Kate, like Eric, has her doubts. Mostly she's afraid Eric is lying to her again, not telling her everything. But she reminds herself, like she reminded Eric, that his lying was a product of the demon. It wasn't him. They're in this together for no other reason than because of Allie. And just now, with the demon, well, he's always had a short fuse. Besides, they don't even know if Henry knew anything. They'll find the old woman and interrogate her. Yeah. Eric says she (laughs) should start heading. He wants to sit for a few, clear his head. Then he'll start heading home. Kate just looks at the cane. He's gonna walk? Yeah, it turns out the cane is mostly for aesthetic reasons. these days <laughs> and, <laughs> and hidden weaponry. David, had he survived, was never going to be permanently injured. He assures Kate, once again, he's fine and she heads home. <sighs> Home. Kate enters the house to find Stuart waiting, oh. sitting in the dark like a TV
1: villain. Jesus fucking Christ! It kind of reminds me of uh, Winter Soldier. Yes, when He's Robert just Redford there. comes home and
0: Bucky is just sitting there. Stuart could never be as cool as Bucky.
1: Never, never. But yeah, that's
0: the <laughs> that's the same vibe. As Kate enters, he asks if she was patrolling. She has a noncommittal shrug and he says, they said no more secrets. Oh my fucking God, Stuart. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't she send him an FYI text? Yes. So wait, wait, what? Why is he even asking? He's just being an asshole. He is just and being an asshole. Plus, he knows that this is her job. Yeah. Anyway, she tells him that there were demons and she had to go. Besides, he wasn't home. Stuart wants to know why this is suddenly his fault. And Kate didn't know they were placing fault. Oh, my God, Stuart. She was just stating facts. He tries to make this about Eric and Kate is done. I I loved, I do love this scene
1: because done. she is completely done at this point.
0: And I guess and I'm just like, good for her. Good, I good am, for her.
1: I am behind her. I am cheering
0: her on. Because she calls him out on the power games and the alpha male bullshit and how he chased Eric off just for him to up and leave moments later, head off, securing the knowledge that she was waiting at home or running errands. She reminds him he left. Not once, but twice. Yep, Twice he left. Pre-age and girl. the second time, he took her son. Their son. When he said that, I oh. was just like, shut Oh, oh, like a th- that
1: is just classic manipulative behavior there. Like, like, just, oh, shut like up. He's taking all of these valid points that she's making.
0: And just pulling one thing out. Kate says she thought they came so far in Rome. And now that they're back, she <laughs> she tells them Eric's moving back and that Stuart's going to have to find a way to deal with it because having Eric there is what Allie needs. Stuart wonders if Kate really wants him to deal with it or she wants him gone. And honestly, if I was Kate, I probably would have like, been like, yeah, okay, bye.
1: Yeah, because if you're going to pull bullshit like that, because like she said, I thought we rehashed this. I thought we fixed everything up in Rome. But we get, <laughs> I'm,
0: we get I'm home. I'm so over Stuart his bullshit.
1: I am so done. Like, I, I was so ready to give him the benefit of the doubt. And even, like, when they were in Rome and he was trying, I'm like, you know what? I think I can forgive Stuart.
0: Yeah, because he punched a priest. He punched he Paul punched, Donnelly. He I punched was like, Paul, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, yeah, go Stuart. Like, I was completely... But now that they're back in the state and he's just i mean he's being worse than he was before
0: yeah yeah he is yeah
1: he is being as bad as when they thought eric was just a teacher and being weird with ally like he is worse than that right now because and he know because he knows now the situation and he's still being a dick yeah (sighs) kate says
0: she loves eric yes she loves him too she is there with him so no, she doesn't want him to leave. They both start to calm to realize there's a lot of work and healing to be done. And I totally forgot Stuart had never been told the truth about Eddie. Oh <laughs> it's when it comes up in this conversation. So yeah, Stuart finally learns that Eddie is not a blood relative. <laughs> uh, but it's okay as they've all grown attached. Yeah, yeah, I I I forgot that, yeah, they they
1: just went
0: on the assumption. <laughs> Kate finally gets up to do the dishes and Stuart, he says those can wait. Best not to waste a night when Allie is gone and the rest of the house is asleep. I totally would have made his ass sleep on the couch.
1: Oh, oh, he would. I would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. You are not pulling that. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, you are not going to act cute and romantic after you just pulled that
0: bullshit. Later that night, a sound awakens Kate. But she is 99.9% certain it's coming from downstairs, she still checks Timmy's room because, well, toddler. Mm -hmm. Also, she wants to make sure if something dangerous has entered the house, it hasn't gotten to her son. But Timmy's fine and Allie isn't home, so she heads downstairs to find Eddie at the bottom, steak knife in hand. Whatever she heard woke him as well. It makes Kate glad to know there's another hunter in the house, someone she can work in tandem with like she used to. Together they creep towards the back door, only to discover... Allie curled up on the sofa and clutching a pillow. Apparently she told Laura she didn't feel good and asked to come home. It worries Kate because she knows either Allie's really sick or something truly serious occurred. For nothing else could get her to willingly leave a sleepover at Mindy's. Kate tries to find out what's wrong and Allie says she just wants to go to bed. It breaks both Kate and Eddie's hearts and the fact that Eddie is so worried, so Mm -hmm. filled with love for Allie, it makes Kate love him all the more. She follows Allie upstairs, helps her get settled, and that's when she admits she has a nightmare about Lilith. She thinks she's seen Lilith's true form, and it makes her feel Lilith is coming back for Eric, or maybe even for her. Because something changed in the catacombs. The moment she entered the room, she felt it, and what if What if this whole thing was just some sort of long con? What if the demons never intended to open the gate? What if they just wanted her to go in there, to change? What if they want to use her for some sort of weapon? Kate tells her, that is not happening. <laughs> That whatever is going on, Lilith or no, they'll face it. Yeah, but one day Allie's is gonna have to face this without Kate. And she's so afraid that when that day comes, everyone will lose. <sighs> that was the scene that I just I started crying. Yeah. I don't know why I like I don't know why that scene hit me so hard.
1: Yeah, that, that was I just a, started crying. That was a very rough scene with Allie. And especially because just this 15-year-old curled up on her bed and just so upset and needing to come home to her mom like that just
0: yeah so of course the very next thing kate does is call father corletti because not only is he a father figure and the man she confided in since she was young but he is also a priest (laughs) He assures her that Allie did not open the gates for nothing, that what she did, she did because God willed it. He asks Kate to remember her faith and to have faith in God and all that is good. Kate does, truly, but she knows that like there is good in the world, there is also evil. And the fact that that evil could be fighting to get a hold of her little girl, it scares her. Corletti tells her to arm herself with her faith and all will be well. Something Kate needs to believe because Allie is her daughter and she needs to know that this will be Okay. But if she loves her and she fights, that everything will work out. Poor Kate. Kate needs like two weeks on a beach on some island with Laura. Oh yeah, no, kids, no apocalypse. Just my ties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just she needs a girl's a girl's trip, and just nobody can reach her.
0: <laughs> the next morning brings mass, and while Kate has every intention of getting there early, life with a toddler means schedules are all made up, and arrival times mean nothing. <laughs> so instead of early, they're sliding into a back pew last minute. Kate catches Stuart staring at Allie as if waiting for something to happen (sighs) and glares at him, though she is a little wary herself. Wary and much relieved when she takes communion without crying out in pain or disintegrating. (laughs) We learn throughout the service that there is a new priest, Father Joseph. He won't replace Father Ben. You know, no, it'll replace Father Ben. Not in our hearts. Not in our hearts, but he could potentially be Father Ben's replacement, but we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Because there has been a, like, long string of visiting priests. Yes. After math, Kate gets cornered by Dolores. After math. After math. After math. (laughs) (laughs) After math. Kate gets cornered by Dolores and Eliza and Allie go to spring Timmy from the child care center. (laughs) Dolores has a project for Kate if she's up to it. A cataloging of the collection to see where there are gaps and maybe promote more donations. While Kate isn't thrilled to return to the land of dust and bugs, working on such a project will give her an excuse to ask for books from the Vatican, so sure. I would actually love this job. Except for the bugs. Except for the bugs. I, I can't do bugs. But let me catalog stuff. She says she can't start till next week after Timmy's party. Dolores then asks if it's true Kate teaches self-defense classes. She does. Well, when the next session starts, sign Dolores up. A woman can never be too careful. Heading towards the playground, Kate spies Eliza, Allie, and Timmy. Timmy is in the sandbox, but Allie and Eliza are near a tall boy. He and Allie looking at each other very intensely. Kate is also looking at them intensely and so doesn't (laughs) notice when Eliza appears beside her. Who's the boy? Eliza tells her it's Jared, the one who scared away the demon. Kate can tell Allie likes him, and Eliza, well, she says his knowing about demons and how to handle them makes him a better boyfriend material than most of the guys Allie goes to school with, right? (laughs) Boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) We're moving way too fast. (laughs) While Kate really wants to explore that more, she doesn't get a whole lot of chance to, because Stuart arrives in, oh, My God. Oh. The level of anger and rage I felt at Stuart in this scene. Like, legit, (sighs) I wanted the man to step on all the Legos. Yeah. All of them. Like, cursed to forever wear shoes fashioned from Legos. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel about him for most of this book. (sighs) Because first off, it starts with him being all snotty about the fact Eric wasn't in mass. And are they sure he can attend Mass? Kate reminds Stuart that Eric walked through and received communion at the Vatican. Uh-huh. If he can do that, he can manage San Diablo's local cathedral. That's when Stuart starts on Alley. He doesn't say anything directly negative. <sighs> and he frames it all as being worried. But oh my God, the way he's acting, the wary he glances, the things he isn't saying. Yep. He asks Kate if she isn't worried, and she admits, yes, she is. But as her mother, it's her place to worry. Eliza reminds them that Allie also walked through and took communion at the Vatican. (laughs) That she spoke to Father Corletti. She's going to be fine. I love Eliza. Eliza, I love Eliza so much. I can't wait for her to come back. I know. She also tells them that she's going to head back to San Diego. What? Kate knew she should have expected this, that Eliza was bound to have friends down there. But a not-so-secret part of her wanted her to stay. Don't worry, she's not going permanently. (laughs) There's just things she needs to do. Pack up stuff, arrange for her mom's funeral, sell the house. She bet she can even find some family things from her mom for Kate to go through. Perhaps allow Kate to learn a bit more about her parents. Kate gets it, she does. And a part of her feels bad that she didn't think to ask Eliza about these things. Offer to go with her. Another part of her just wants to get Eliza to try to stay because with all the demon stuff, (laughs) Eliza knows. But it's not her they're after. They all know that by new, the demons don't mean new to town. She'll be okay. She just needs to say goodbye to Allie and Timmy, whose birthday she's going to miss. Kate assures her Timmy won't even notice. A hug and a candy bar when she returns and they'll be square. Saying she shouldn't take the bus, Stuart offers to drive her. He can drive Eliza down and stay overnight at the office in Los Angeles. Or near the office in Los Angeles? Then he'll be back at some point tomorrow. It does mean Kate will have to swing by the mansion tomorrow. Kate doesn't mind. She's been meaning to go back, give herself a reminder of how dangerous Lilith can be. She doesn't like how eager Stuart is to go, though. How
1: awkward was that car ride with Stuart and Eliza going to LA? I like
0: to think Eliza just, like, read him the riot act the whole ride. Yeah, like... Because he's also like really awkward when Allie comes up with Jared. He can barely look at Allie. Yeah. Are we sure Stewart's not possessed? I don't know. I don't know. Stewart was being very weird. I don't like I don't like it. I know. I'm ready for this man to go. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Julie. I mean, I know you're 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 making us not like him.
0: Yeah. Allie asked if they can go to the beach. Her, Jared, Eliza, and Mindy. They've already texted Mindy. And so for Kate to say no would just be disappointing everyone. (laughs) Eliza says she... (laughs) Such teenage manipulation. Oh, such teenage manipulation. Eliza says she can't. That she's got to head back to San Diego to take care of some things. But that she'll be back soon. Allie understands and asks if she, Jared, and Mindy can go to the beach. Can Jared drive? He can. He's 17. But he got a special license at 15 because his parents couldn't drive so How about Jared meet them back at the house then? Allow Kate to get to know him better. Allie is not about this plan. (laughs) Finds her mother to be extremely embarrassing. But Kate is adamant. House, 15 minutes. They get waylaid by Dolores again, though. So Stuart and Eliza easily beat Kate back and are on the road by the time Kate, Allie, and Timmy arrive home. Kate texts Stuart and gets a smiley face in return. She has a nagging feeling that the smiley face is because he's away. Oh, my God. Just tell him not to come home. Yeah. Just tell him not to go home. I am done with Stuart. We're done.
1: We're done. That's it. It's it. We're done. We're not, we're not doing, we're
0: not fucking around anymore. Kate fills Eddie in since he wasn't at mass. And when Jared arrives, well, Eddie is ready with the interrogation. How does he know about demons? Uh Eddie assures him everyone in the room, save Timmy, who is quietly <laughs> coloring after spilling chocolate milk everywhere, knows about demons. Jared says his grandfather was killed by one and that from there, it kind of became a family vocation. But that isn't why he likes Allie. He's always liked her, or at least liked her since before she quit cheerleading. He thought she was cute. Her being related to San Diablo's resident demon hunter was just a bonus. When the demon started ramping up, he thought, why not keep an eye on her? Allie's made cinnamon, <laughs> an Allie's made cinnamon rolls, a snack before they go, as Allie is so certain her mother will say yes, even though Mindy can't actually go. And they all move to go into the kitchen, which is when, by chance, the... Kate glances at the mirror, they all pass and whatever she sees or doesn't see in it makes her grab something wooden and sharp and aim it at Jared's heart.
1: The vampire! I love how this scene plays out. We finally get to see a vampire. I am so I'm so
0: excited. I'm so we we
1: kind of got slapped in the face with it a few times during the beginning of the book,
0: but we got here. <sighs> also, it's mentioned that Rita wasn't at church, and that something is going on with her family—some niece or nephew visiting from town. At the time, I read that I was not sure if it was going to be important. Turned out, it wasn't. Yeah, I—you like, I... never know. You never know when Julie drops little hints like that. Yeah, I thought—is it Jared? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, vampires. Okay got vampires. Asked, as Kate outs Jared for what he is, something that is a huge surprise to Allie, seeing as she's seen him out in the sun and all, we learn about how vampires operate in this world from Jared himself, who explains it to Allie in, a, in an attempt to be honest and not get staked. The vampires here, uh, they share some qualities with classic vamps, and they do share some qualities with the Buffyverse vampires. And then they have some qualities that are all their own. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the beginning. A vampire is made when someone has their blood drained or loses blood and then sucks the blood of one already a vampire. With Jared, it happened a little over 120 some odd years ago when while hunting, he got his leg torn open enough to bleed out. But a man dressed as a priest <sighs> appeared to him and made him. For a moment, I got very excited about this i did that like maybe the whole sketchiness with donnelly was leading to him being outed as a vampire yeah but then jared said his sire was killed
1: yeah yeah no i i definitely was like oh oh
0: yes oh man uh his sire was killed staked by a demon that jared in turn killed because yes sires are a thing and you are bound to your sire so to go against them is apparently one of the highest vampire crimes, or at least it creates this huge shit storm because Jared says vampires are very clicky that way. But without a sire, Jared is a free agent beholden to no one, though he does apparently have a contact in some organization, one that sent him to Santiago. Kate's running theory is that his contact is Father Donnelly. And you know what? I believe it. Yeah. But what about the sun, mass, drinking blood? Jared explains that because he's still young, he can do things like walk in the sun or attend mass. The older he gets, the more classic vampire symptoms will kick in. It's different for every vampire. Some hit that mark around 150. For others, it can take thousands of years. Blood he does need, but not often and not human blood. Animal blood does just fine. Blood, it keeps them going. It gives them a buzz human blood obviously gives them a bigger blood a bigger buzz and well all vampires are addicts. some just fight it better than others so the tales you hear of these nests that are going around tearing out people's throats killing people they're not fighting it and they tell Allie to think about it like any other drug like pcp and oh my god <laughs> did i scream when i saw that yeah because pcp it's a gang on PCP, PCP. Yeah. And I would like to think the use of uh, that drug in particular in this explanation was intentional. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's just one of those things. Like it has to, it has to be. But then again, PCP is also a good explanation for yeah a lot of shit.
0: At least it's not wild dogs got inside and. That's true. So the reason vampires can walk on holy ground is that they're not demons but they do have a bit of demon inside them. So when the first vampire was made, when someone slit another's throat and drank their blood, they drank out a demon with it. But it wasn't like the demons they know. They weren't dead, and it wasn't a possession. They were still them, but with a demon inside. This is a very interesting origin. Yeah. And when they turned the next vampire, some of that same demon went into them. And so on and so on and so on all the same demon just being diluted as it passes on so in that way they do share a bit of a characteristic with the Buffyverse fans mm-hmm. because this whole demon demon essence inhabiting the body but while in the Buffyverse, this demon twists you and makes you a monster in kate's world you're still you just you're now a blood addict yeah
1: yeah but i like i like the origin of some, somebody killed somebody else, drank their blood. I also
0: love that they're like, we don't know why. We don't know we why. Don't, we don't know why. They just did it.
1: Yeah. I mean, why does anybody do anything? And yeah,
0: that's a thing. We also learned the way vampires can be killed. A stake through the heart, which must be wooden and burning. Other than that, Jared doesn't really know of any other way. So if you moved there last year from Vegas, which apparently has a very high vampire population, <laughs> not all of whom are weirdos. Because Jared does tell us there are some very weird vampires, but a lot of times they're not weirdos. Though so it does make <laughs> sense now why Buffy and Pike went to Vegas.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of does.
0: Why didn't he say anything before? Because Kate's a demon hunter and he is a bit of demon inside him. It's her job to kill him. This statement clearly wigs out Allie because she too has a demon inside her. <laughs> and no, no, that is not what Kate's job means at all. So now that everyone knows everything there is to know about vampires, can they go to the beach? <laughs> what? Allie looks at Jared incredulous. He's just going to ask for her? Oh, well, I love this. Yeah, he thought she wanted to go. That was before she knew he was Dracula with an agenda. <laughs> Eddie says having a vampire partner might not be so bad. It all depends on the vamp and how deep into the addiction they are. He knew a female once. Real tiger in the Eddie. Eddie, not helping. Kate puts an end to that discussion.
1: (laughs) I love how Allie is like, hold the fuck
0: up. You're not going to speak for me. I know. Good Good girl. Good girl. girl. Jared assures Allie that the only thing on his agenda is helping her. Protecting her. Agenda. I love that. He can help her train and keep her safe. Allie says, actually, she has some things to do and she'll see him at school in September. Then she's off (laughs) up to her room and leaving one very confused vampire behind. What did he do? Kate and Eddie can't help but be amused that he spent over a century as a teenage boy and has never learned about teenage girls. Allie liked him. Like, liked him. Kate tries to hint at this without actually saying anything, because well, she knows if Allie ever found out she outed her crush, she would die and then possibly murder Kate. Jared says, but that's what makes this whole thing perfect, right? Philip hears any other teens and no one will think twice about her boyfriend constantly hanging around. Kate reminds him that he is over 100 years older than Allie, which makes her way too young for him. Also, he hasn't said why he's protecting her. He's mentioned a contact and rumors, but what? What is the rumor? You know, that she's a new breed, a hybrid of sorts. It makes sense, especially if Jared has been in contact with Donnelly. After all, Donnelly was involved with Eric's parents in the ritual that put the demon inside him. Kate says for Jared to give them some time and that she'll call him. He has a phone, yes. He does, and leaves about the same time as Eddie, who seems to have a hot date. (laughs) This gives Kate a chance to call Father Corletti again. (laughs) He has never met the vampire or spoken to him, but he does know of him. Seems Donnelly has quite the network of spies, which Jared belongs to. Kate is skeptical, but Father Corletti assures her that if Donnelly trusts the boy, Kate can. Yeah, no. 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 Kate doesn't see Donnelly as the glowing recommendation that Corletti does. And though she doesn't mean to, she snorts when he's <laughs> <I> <laughs> Something love Something I have to say I probably would have done
1: uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. No, I mean, it's a good thing that he can't see her face in that moment. Oh, yeah. Because even without the snort, he would be able to see the look on her face.
0: But what if Jared somehow lied to Father Donnelly? What if he's trying to get close to Allie to hurt her or kidnap her? Father reminds Kate she is trained. Well trained. By Kate and by Marcus, who says Allie's abilities are extraordinary. But... (laughs) Father tells her as Allie's mother, she's always going to worry. But Allie can take care of herself. But vampire. Centuries-old vampire. And Allie likes him. Like, likes, likes him. <laughs> and if they're out <laughs> together, people are going to think they're dating. And? <laughs> I love that Kate just, like, stares at the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, she cannot believe Father Corletti isn't having an aversion to this. It's...
1: It's something that we have all done when we've talked to somebody on the phone and they said something that's complete bullshit.
0: Also, I love the fact that Kate is wigging out about this. Yeah. But she is having what I think is a very real reaction to finding out your kid likes a centuries-old vampire or that he may like her because this is not a normal situation. No, and, and over here. And even in th- their world. And Father Corletti is
1: treating it like it's nothing to worry about. Father, we got to have a talk.
0: Yeah. Father tells Kate that one girls get crushes on older girls. Uh, girls, I get mean, yeah they, older, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Girls get crushes on older people all the time. <laughs> and two, he is a vampire that wants to protect a girl with special abilities. Don't make problems where there are none.
1: <laughs> wow, father. Just like the kid's like, fine. You're, father. You're on. You're. You're. You're not on. You're not on the same list as Stuart. But you're on your own special shit list. <laughs> It's like
0: the father's like, we all need to chill out. So it's like, no. Well.
1: no. <laughs> and I'm just imagining because I, I love like I love his whole. It, it's even funnier in the when you have the audiobook And of course, I didn't have it this time. But when he's talking to her, it's just Catherine. <laughs> and you can just you can just hear him saying that and the frustration of having to deal
0: with her. <laughs> Done with father, Kate heads up to see Allie, who is understandably upset. She, yeah, she has every right to be, especially after he was like, oh, so we going to the beach? She's like, fuck no. She really thought he liked her. He still might, but even if they like each other, he's a vampire. A hundred and ten years older than her. At least. And he's not going to age or grow old. Well, she will. Hasn't she ever seen Highlander? Highlander. <laughs> yeah yes! I, I, oh I was so excited when Kate mentioned Highlander. I
1: couldn't wait because I, when I got to that part, because for once I was ahead of you. You were ahead of me. You were ahead of me. I freaked out and I couldn't
0: wait till you got to that part where she mentioned Highlander. Oh my God. So good. Oh No, Allie has never seen Highlander. Is that one of those really old movies that her mom likes? Kate is insulted. So are we. It's not really old. Old, sure, but not <laughs> really old.
1: I mean, they, from the you, standpoint of a
0: 15-year-old. They could watch it if she wanted. They just need to take Timmy to Laura's. Allie says okay and asks if Mindy can come watch too. Why not? The next day, Kate takes Allie and Mindy with her to a me, me, me. I don't know why words are hard today. Words are very hard. Life is hard. Ah, that could be it. You know what? Blame the heat. I'm going to. Yeah. The next day, Kate takes Allie and Mindy with her to the mansion to survey the damage and wait for a delivery. As they walk around, Allie and Mindy talk about how cool the place is and imagine what it must have been like back in the days of old Hollywood. Mindy also checks that Allie and the others are planning to come to the show on Thursday because, yes, the musical is finally opening and Mindy has the starring role of the baker's wife in Into the Woods. Yay! Good for her,
1: but also... Is everybody else teenagers in that movie or in that that show? Because
0: I don't know. It's community theater. So it might be it might be like the teen show for the summer.
1: Yeah, because I thought it would be weird if we had a 15 year old playing against other like adults in that role.
0: No, I'm guessing it's run like some of the places we have around here where you have like a production that's like middle school kids and a production that's like high school kids. And yeah, Allie says she wouldn't miss it. Kate shows the two girls the grand ballroom, complete with food prep area and back staircase to the kitchen. There's mattresses all over the room and it's clear that squatters were up there. Immediately, Allie wants to start throwing knives at the wall. Kate is like, absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> so would ground both of them. But what if they lined the mattresses up? Fine. The girls go to move the mattresses and find a squatter. A squatter who turns out to be a demon. After seeing him pop a mint, Allie gets him with holy water to confirm. That's when the demon grabs Mindy. He may not be able to kill Allie, but he can kill Mindy. Will kill Mindy if either of them move. Mindy, however, is a smart girl and lets out an ear piercing note. One that startles the demon into letting go and allows Allie to stink a a stiletto in their eye. Kate can't believe that just happened. That she just stood there helpless. The demon now disposed of, Allie and Mindy decide to practice their new combo attack of voice and knives while (laughs) Kate texts Eric to come over. He arrives in record time, getting there just about the same time as the guy delivering the tile and other flooring. Turns out he had been headed to the mansion with the hopes of seeing Stuart. What he wanted a little motto-y motto action? No, actually, he wanted to offer a truce. Kate hints at the fact that that might not be so easy, and tells him Stuart is a bit concerned about why he wasn't in mass and whether or not Allie's demon will ever become truly demonly. Eric is instantly angry, but Kate stops him. Truce, remember?
1: Yeah, like he, she's like, please, I
0: don't have time to deal with another temper tantrum. Why wasn't he in mass though? Eric says he was attacked. Seems a pack. Seems pack of demons. A isn't telling pack of demons B what's up. <laughs> he's fine, though. Though he's running out of room in his trunk. <laughs> Thankfully, this body of Kate's is pretty lanky. <laughs> Somewhere in this conversation where they're talking about Allie, Eric calls Kate Katiekins. Yeah, I just... Ah, oh, team Eric forever. I know. They start to head upstairs to see the girls, but a visitor has arrived at the mansion. Jared! Eric recognizes him as a vampire, and Jared sees through the whole David thing too. Recognizes him as Eric. I, I am so ridiculously attached <laughs> to this character. The moment Jared was all "You're Eric Crow," I started squealing. I swear to God, nothing can happen to Eric. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Ever, I am so. Ridiculously attached to this character. <laughs> I am ridiculously attached to this character. <laughs> Kate stops Eric from staking him, saying she already knows his deal. Though, so how did Eric know? And that Jared has been vetted by the Vatican. <laughs> Jared says he came to warn them and to hopefully help Allie start training. Because it turns out, Lilith wants her dead. She's the only one with the power to stop her. Eric reveals then that he had a dream. Actually, he tells Kate that much earlier, but he reveals now what the dream was about. Lilith. Lilith. And in it, Allie was dead. So Jared's story, it lines up. So they trust him? More they're willing to give him enough rope to hang himself. With all that out of the way, the girls want to go with Jared down to the cemetery behind the house to throw knives. And since Eric and Kate can see them from the balcony, they're all, why not? They watch, observing how good the kids are. Mindy's really improved. Not that Allie has noticed. Her eyes are all on Jared. Jared. Kate tells Eric about the crush and how, while she knew Allie would have crushes, she never expected them to be on vampires. <laughs> I love how Kate continues to be like, no, this is fucking weird and a bad idea. Yep. Joyce could have used a little bit more of that. Somewhere during all this, a demon rushes the kids and before either Kate or Eric can do anything, they haven't handled. Jared tackling and killing said demon before making sure the girls were all right. Looks like he was true to his word about protecting them. Allie, though, there's no denying something's changed in her. Almost as if the light in the chamber anointed her, made her chosen. Allie wants to go patrolling and asks if they can. Jared will be there, so they'll definitely be safe. Having seen the girls and Jared in action, Kate's okay with it, but Eric, he keeps going back and forth. In the end, he decides to go with them, see if Jared is as good as he seems. As he heads down, he passes Mindy, who's coming back up to Kate. She's not going? No, Allie said she shouldn't, which is dumb because she doesn't stop. (laughs) She's been practicing. Kate is pretty sure this has nothing to do with demons and everything to do with boys. Because it was mentioned earlier, the small jealousies that happen between the girls and well, cute immortal boys just amplify those. She tries to put Mindy at ease by saying Allie was probably just thinking about the show. Mindy has to dance, and if she's in even if she sprained her ankle, well, her understudy would be put in. Mindy can't figure out why she didn't just say that. <laughs> As he leaves, Eric tells Kate to tell Stuart he says hi. And to <laughs> let him know he bathes in holy water and eats communion regularly. <laughs> asshole. I love that. I mean, he's a cute asshole, but he's I, a bigger asshole.
1: Yeah, I love like
0: I he- See, he's the lovable asshole. He is. He also agrees that maybe Kate should tell him about the dream. After all, no more secrets, right? Oh, we should probably mention that while at the house, Mindy kept saying stuff about how it reminded her of the place gymnasts would go to train. Mm Mm-hmm. Allie said she was sad Stuart wasn't buying it anymore because everyone she knew could move in. Hmm. Hmm. I think that might be leading somewhere. And then the two of them training in the ballroom. It does come up again when Stuart meets her at the house, Kate mentioning it, and Stuart saying something about with two kids to put through college. He met with some investors in LA. They want to turn it into a spa. This actually disappoints Kate. And kudos to Kate for calling him out again on the leaving thing and his treatment of Allie. Because when he asks where Allie is and then questions the decision to let her go with Jared with a she's my daughter too, Kate points out that he has not hugged Allie since Mm -hmm. Rome, since they learned the truth. And what the actual fuck, Stuart? I know. I, I dislike him so much right now. I know.
1: I know. Like, what, what? what has pissed me off is for so many book for for so many of these books you know he was Ali is my daughter yeah you are all my family now suddenly because of all the demon stuff he's been fucking Stewart.
0: yeah and i and i want to clarify and I, i'm sure froggy agrees this is not a like the character is being written badly oh no this no is, no this is a very real world response oh like, no yeah, yeah. something <laughs> comes up and you just can't handle it
1: yeah yeah like, no like this
0: is, is a, this <laughs> is a very real response and like as a character choice, I totally see why it went there. I'm just really mad at the character.
1: Yeah, like the way that the way that I feel about it is, yeah, like like and
0: I know we keep I
1: <sighs> Julie understands what we're saying. I know yes. she yeah, she
0: Yeah, we're not saying this is bad writing. This is yeah. great writing. That's yeah. why we're so mad. Like the way
1: that I feel is I feel that this is some shit that's going on with my friend. Yes, yes. Like I am sitting here watching my friend going through all this stuff and her husband at the beginning is like, yeah, well we're, we're a family. Like my second husband, we're a family, you know, your daughter from your previous marriage is my daughter. We're, we're a family. And now all of a sudden something happened with my daughter and my new husband is being a fucking toolbox. (gasps) Yeah. Yes. That's, that's where our, that's where our anger, like it's a, it's a well-written character. It's a well, like, and and especially with the world that they're dealing with, it it makes sense. It yeah. does. So but and it but like makes
0: perfect sense for the character.
1: Yeah. It but yeah, I just sense. feel like <laughs> I feel like I am a friend of this person and I'm like, oh, your fucking husband. So yes, we if we, we hate the cat it's it's that it's that when you like a villain, you know, when you're like, This is a great villain. Like this is just a really well-written real-world situation that just happens to be in And I uh, like Stuart isn't awful.
0: He's just a dick and needs to get his head out of his ass. Yes. Yes. And he does feel guilty now that Kate has pointed it out. I do love
1: the guilt trips that she has been sending him on. yeah. She's been, she's done with him.
0: Oh yeah. Her whole like, Allie saved the world. Cause that has to count for something, right? Tuesday morning, Eric comes over and the boys actually make nice. Talking about ways to get rid of the boys Allie (laughs) (laughs) likes. Kate tells them to knock it off, but secretly she's loving it. She's loving that there is, there is peace between them. Eric also fills them in on patrol. It went well. Allie was great. And Jared was too. Eric actually kind of likes him, aside from the whole Allie wanting to maybe date him thing. Stuart leaves for work without any alpha male behavior, and Eddie joins Eric and Kate in the kitchen. He fixed the I
1: like that Stuart is making an effort. He is he's doing He's,
0: he's doing good. He's taking it seriously. He fixed the tracker necklace Kate got Allie for her birthday and wants her to have Allie wear it, especially with Vampire Boy. Why? Eddie doesn't trust him. When it comes to Allie, Eddie doesn't trust anyone. I swear to God, nothing better happened to this old man. I know. (laughs) It was bad enough when he was
1: locked in somebody's
0: cross place for 24 hours. Eventually, Eric and Eddie both head off to work. Eric to a pre-year faculty meeting and Eddie to the store. And Kate is left with the kids. Well, Allie. Timmy is off at a play date. Eventually, Mindy comes over, but doesn't seem to stay long as the two girls argue. Mindy can't believe Allie's blowing her off for a boy. And she's been weird since Rome. Allie tries to say she hasn't, but Mindy heads home. Kate tells Allie she needs to tell Mindy. About her, about Jared being a vampire. It's the only way she's going to understand. Allie's afraid too. She doesn't want Minnie to be scared of her. And how can she not be when Allie is scared of herself? Out shopping, Lori and Kate discuss the whole teen drama versus demons thing. <laughs> because really, teenagers are dramatic enough without the added doom and gloom of demons. Oh, seriously. And they also discuss the box from Eliza and how Kate has not been able to bring herself to open it. Though she does use the party as an excuse. Laura thinks Kate should have let her come over to help clean before said party because she will be looking at the baseboards. <laughs> Laura does offer to just tell Mindy if her time to process, but Kate says no. It's Allie's thing and Allie has to do it. She'll give her the ultimatum of sooner rather than later, soon. Their errands take them to the shop where Eddie works, Kate wanting to get something that will allow them to listen into Allie and Jared. Oh That's my gosh. Right? Yes, they exist. Though Eddie can't help but comment on how much Allie's going to love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He goes to get Kate and Laura the device along with headphones and explains to them how it works. Then Kate begins to track Allie now that she's wearing the necklace again. As she's doing so, she hears footsteps behind her. It's the impatient bitch with the candle from the party store. Kate knew she should have killed her. So the bitch jumps Kate, telling her that there can be no obstacles. Unfortunately, Kate can't take her out or even interrogate her because Fran comes running up with Laura at her heels. Because, you know... (laughs) Friend in trouble. So Kate settles for slamming her hand into the demon, getting her off her and ordering her to go, threatening to call the police if she doesn't. She then tells Fran that the woman's drunk. Fran is impressed by Kate's moves. Says they're even cooler than the stuff they've seen in class. Which reminds Laura, a new session will be starting soon and Fran is on the email. I I hope we I hope we eventually bring Fran into the fold. I
1: know, I know. I want Fran and Rita.
0: Yes, yes. And I mean, we don't know if Rita knows because yeah. Kate even ponders that. Yeah, because I cause... feel
1: the way that Eddie, and like they run that, like they work at that shop. Yeah, she got Allie
0: a taser. Yeah. She saw Eric freak out. So yeah, Kate does have a thing where she says she needs to ask Eddie what, if anything, Rita knows. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I want... I want Fran and Rita to be a mother daughter.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Hunting team.
0: Yes.
1: You know you know like cuz cuz Rita's you know Rita's is older so you know she's out of the game. Fran probably isn't really that much into the game anymore or she's doing things on the side, but yes, I want them to be a mother daughter team. I want Fran to come in because I feel like Fran is waiting for Kate to say something. Yes. So she can be just like, oh, yeah, you know.
0: Fran also tells Kate that her daughter Elena is super excited about the party. And she actually first came out because she saw Kate through the toy store window and wanted to ask about a gift. She saw a box with like all these cute monster things. Is that okay? Perfect. Because honestly, Kate is starting to think the more Timmy knows about monsters, the better. Kate and Laura head to the park, still intent doing a little bit of spying they see <laughs> Allie and Jared by the duck pond and hiding in a clump of trees this is another hysterical scene this in is, my just, head this is fantastic everything about this is fantastic I
1: wanted I wanted Allie to turn and look right at them
0: yes yes
1: and just be like mmm. <sighs> <laughs> You can't see, you, you can't see the face that I'm making, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's just what a teenager would give her
0: mother if she yes. caught her spying. <laughs> <sighs> seems Allie is talking to Jared about her crush and how embarrassed she is. She thought he was really in high school. Jared, it seems, isn't totally opposed to the idea. Just, you know, her mom might stake him. I'm also amused at the idea of people seeing them. <laughs> Yes. When they're walking by. (laughs) Allie asks about being immortal. If it's weird to be 17, but not. And yeah, it is a little. As they're talking, they get attacked by a few demons. One of which says something about him not being allowed to walk. To have his mate. Kate wants to go help, but Laura holds her back. Allie has this. She has to trust she can handle things and trust Jared. As Kate watches, she sees Allie and Jared take on and defeat the demons the two of them working in tandem like she and eric used to like they used to with the others on their team it gives her an idea and she asks laura if cutter can meet them at the mansion tomorrow he can but it has to be first thing in the morning as he has classes all day and so kate gets up way earlier than should (sighs) be allowed in summer to meet cutter laura and eric at the house Eric would also like to know why they're all there because he <laughs> is up and dressed. Oh, stop. I can't. I can't with how much I love Eric. I know. I just, I, I, I love him so much. Anyway, she walks them around the place, showing them the old servants quarters, the ballroom. They'd work as dorms in a training center, right? Cause she was thinking maybe she takes father Corletti's advice has Forza buy the mansion and turn it into a training center. Unless they think it's crazy, they actually don't. Cutter agrees to consult. Eric is down to help train. And he says they can move his book collection there. (laughs) Because it turns out Eric's will only instructed the library to hold them in trust for Kate. She says she knows they'll have to get some sort of private school accreditation. But provided Stuart doesn't think she's insane, he can probably help with that. And she still wants to keep her self-defense classes in this separate. So Cutter wouldn't have to make the hike for both things. What I find interesting is that she says Forza identified potential hunters mm-hmm. in the Southwest in California. Mm-hmm. So though a bit less mystical than Slayers, they do keep an eye out for people who show certain talents. They have right. their own idea of potentials.
1: Right, right. Like they've got people hiding in the bushes.
0: Yeah. As they're leaving, another demon attacks, this time after Eric. Cutter lands them on the floor and Eric wants to know what happened to the bowing and the calling of sire. <laughs> <laughs> I love how done Eric is. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. The demon is. And are- I, like, I like this group isn't in communication
0: with this group. They don't know what they're doing. They're not in agreement. The demon says he will never bow to Eric and that their faith is misplaced. I think we might be dealing with two different sets of demons again. Mm -hmm. Though Eric wants to kill him with the other contractors around, he can't. He lets him go and Cutter remarks he was rather cryptic. (laughs) Yeah, demons tend to be so. Kate spends most of the time between their early morning jaunt and Stuart and the rest of the house waking up on the phone with Father Corletti. And Marcus both of whom think the school is a good idea and who are 100% on board with Forza buying the mansion. When she tells Stuart, he's not against it, but he does want to make sure Kate understands what she's undertaking because his part is easy, paperwork and writing checks. She'd be the one doing the day-to-day. She knows, but she would have him to help with the -the behind-the-scenes administrative stuff. Eric would help, Cutter, and Forza would send people too.
1: See, I love the fact that she is including Stuart.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like... She's like, okay, I know what Stewart's wheelhouse is.
0: Yeah. Like I'm going to have him do the accreditation stuff because he he gets that. I don't get that. He gets that. He's you know, and he's a
1: lawyer. He has contacts. He knows what they need and he can keep up with every year what they have to do. Like he said, he's doing the administration, writing the checks. But it is. a, I mean, and he's kind of he's kind of putting it off as if he's not doing much, which I actually kind of like how he did that. Like, he's like, Oh, you're in charge of all this. I'm just doing this. Like he's trying to make it seem like what he's doing isn't a big deal, but it is. It takes so much off of Kate's shoulders.
0: They'd have to find academic teachers, but they can recruit. So I noticed in this scene she did not mention Laura helping. And I really hope that's an oversight. Yeah. Because if nothing else, I need Laura running the school offices. Oh, 100%. And also, like, that'll that'll
1: put her on the. Yeah, I mean, Laura will be involved somehow. Again, it has to be just an oversight. But yeah, because again, then, then that's something, that's a paycheck for Laura.
0: It is. Eventually, Allie comes down and Stuart heads to work. Kate tells Allie about the school, and Allie is stoked, except for the whole thing where she may no longer live next door to Mindy. That makes me sad, too. hmm Though, depending on what Laura and Mindy decide, Kate thinks Mindy would make a great alimentatore, and they'd be training for that, too, at the academy. Kate promises Allie that they were hammer all of the details out later, and Allie decides she's done with the topic. Her mom is still okay with her patrolling that day with Jared, Right. Right. Good, because he'll be there in 15 minutes. Kate takes another opportunity to remind Allie that he is too old for her. <laughs> Allie heads out. Eddie goes to meet Rita, who Kate confirms will be at Timmy's party. And Kate is left alone with Timmy to clean. That is until Mindy comes by. It seems she and Allie were supposed to do their nails and Allie forgot or blew Mindy off. I do really feel bad for Mindy.
1: I feel so bad for Mindy. I mean, this is definitely a case of a girl just having a boy and being dumb about it in the way that girls are and you can't blame mindy for being upset no yeah it's it's yeah yeah i feel so bad for
0: mindy kate assures her it wasn't intentional while doing her best to stay out of slash temper any potential teenage drama she offers to pay mindy to watch timmy if she'd like to stay and hang out but mindy being the sweetheart she is says she can just take timmy back to her house no payment needed oh i love mindy Before they leave, she tells Kate there's something about Jared that's bugging her. Like, he isn't what he seems. Kate doesn't tell Mindy the truth. She wants to give Allie one more day to do so. But she is proud of Mindy's instincts. It proves she was right in her assessment that Mindy would be a good alimentatore. She tells Mindy that Eric thoroughly vetted him and Mindy takes Timmy to her house. Finishing cleaning, or trying to, she talks with Eliza and finds out she's stuck in San Diego due to a <laughs> broken leg. The result of a car accident that may, in fact, have been no accident. She asks Kate if she's had time to look in the box, and Kate admits she hasn't, but for filling Eliza in on everything that's going on in San Diablo. Eliza tells them to be careful, both because the attacks and because there's a meteor shower coming. Something she remembers from her mother's tarot cards may have to do with Lilith as fire and air are her elements. Great. Uh However, no time to deal with that, as it's preview night for Mindy's show. She's amazing. Utterly fantastic. Everyone Mm -hmm. is so proud. There's no demon attacks. And it seems the night ends with a rather serious conversation between Allie and Mindy. One we are not privy to. We do find out the morning of the party, though. After Kate gives Timmy a bath and tells him he is not allowed to grow anymore. (laughs) Which I agree with. Timmy oh, is I, not even my child. And oh, I'm I, very emotional about this. I tell,
1: I mean, I tell Owen all the time and he's 10. He's not allowed to grow. And I keep threatening that I want to squish him back down. And then he says, mom, that's not how life works.
0: <laughs> he's so sassy. <laughs> he is sassy. I, I, yeah, I only have sassy child. I only have myself to blame. She leaves him to get dressed, which I think is very brave. <laughs> uh,
1: that's, you know what? It's his party, and he can pick out his
0: clothes if he wants to. That's true. And heads downstairs to see how the last-minute party setup is going. As she puts Allie on gift bag duty, she can't help but ask, What happened with Mindy? Is everything okay? It is. Yeah, they talked. Allie apologized for being a bitch and cutting Mindy (laughs) out, explained what happened in Rome, and Mindy understood. She even understood when Allie told her of her fears, how she's getting faster and stronger, but not just that. She's surpassing Kate in these things, and it's... A little shocking, but Mindy promised to be beside her no matter what. Kate is proud of Allie for telling her and assures her that she too will be beside her no matter what. She loves her. As does Timmy, who has arrived, <laughs> and has ready for hugs. <clears throat> so maybe their family's a little unusual, but it works. It's finally party time. Finally. And Eric arrives swinging Timmy about the same way he used to swing Allie about. As we're getting close to the end of the book... I can see the writing on the wall and just how dare the demons interrupt Timmy's party. I know. I am very I upset this. I, I know. And
1: I will say like, <clears throat> excuse me, I will say like, I love how good Eric is with Timmy.
0: Oh, he's so good with Timmy.
1: Yes. And like, Timmy loves his Uncle David. He loves Uncle David. And like, you can tell because, you know, they they probably would have had more kids if he hadn't died. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and he's not taking anything out on Timmy. No. About not being his son.
0: No, because he's good. He's a he's good, good. And I mean,
1: up until this point, Stuart was doing great with Allie. Yeah,
0: yeah he up was. Up until, you know, at this point. a few he chapters at this ago. Point.
1: But I mean, I think we're back on track with that. We're getting there. They just need to be a throuple and just...
0: Right? Right? That's the only satisfactory way that this ends. Like he
1: just needs to move in and like like they just the two of them the two men need to just realize like that they both love the same woman
0: the two of them need to get along just let it happen Allie comes down to see eric swinging timmy and wants a hug though timmy is not ready to give up (laughs) uncle david no not on his birthday so Allie says fine she'll hug Stuart." who only gives Allie a half-hearted hug back, something he does feel guilty about and that sends Kate into the kitchen, where Laura and Cutter are getting the mimosas started. (laughs) Laura wants to know what's wrong, and Kate says she just needs a minute. She'll be fine. Laura hands her a mimosa, and she says, see, better already. As the guests are either beginning to arrive or are about to arrive, Kate takes one last look around the room, just checking for anything she might have missed, and she sees it, the box from Eliza. While she doesn't care about people seeing a random cardboard box, she also doesn't want one of the toddlers deciding the family documents are a coloring sheet. So she goes to grab it and immediately drops it, spilling papers everywhere. As she picks them up, she notices something on the family tree. Donnelly. Written up near the top, it's the name Donnelly. Ooh. What? Like, no, seriously. What? I know. I I need answers. I need answers, what I need a, answers immediately.
1: What? A, like, yeah, because it was a family tree. And like, this is this is rude. This is the rudest part of this book.
0: This is the rudest part of this book. Like and apparently Kate also needs answers. Yes. But. Now is not the time, unfortunately. No, but she's still gonna try because she gives Allie the box, asking her to shove it in the closet. And after listening to Allie tell her that she and her dad are going outside to see Jared's motorbike, she goes to call Father Corletti. <laughs> who it turns out has been trying to call her. Yeah, I love
1: this. Like, oh, thank you for returning my call.
0: (laughs) They got it all wrong. Allie isn't the one who can defeat Lilith, or maybe she is, but that isn't why the demons are keeping her alive. They're keeping her alive because she's the only one who's strong enough to contain Lilith in her body without consent. AKA Lilith can steal Allie's body without it getting all gross and exorcist-like. Kate goes sprinting outside at this news when she finds a beat-up Jared, but no Allie and no Eric. She holds a pencil as a makeshift snake over his <laughs> heart and demands he start talking. Stuart, Laura, Cutter, Mindy, they all follow Kate outside. Kate asks Stuart to find something big and wooden and a mallet. Hmm. Jared won't talk though, not at first. He just keeps insisting he isn't working for Lilith, he wants her dead. And he's not entirely lying, he does want her dead. Because as it turns out, Lilith has his sister, a girl who was turned around the age of 10. It was Mindy who figured it out, that Lilith was blackmailing him. When she was mad at Allie, she started looking into Jared, and then just kept looking. Then eventually found the sister listed on some old documents, like three generations mm-hmm. back old. But in the later documents, she disappears. And it's why he didn't help them the last time Lilith rolled into town. Because they were holding his sister over his head. Jared can't risk his sister. And Kate can't risk Allie. So they're kind of at a standstill until Stuart gets father back on the phone. Father Corletti says Jared is doing what he believes to be right. And while they disagree, they must respect that. But Kate doesn't want to respect it. (laughs) Father tells her to concentrate on finding Allie and Eric. That they need to stop Lilith from entering Allie that they have two points at which they can stop the ritual. Only two. If they don't, Kate says she doesn't even know where to begin looking. And Father says she does. And that's when Kate realizes, of course, ritual. Hmm. They must be going to the convenient stone table. The
1: convenient stone table that they should just get rid of. So
0: two things. Uh, One, we learned that Lilith likes Eric... And so wants to put one of her consorts in him, which ew. Ew. I mean, I know Allie and David are not physically related. Yeah. But ew. Ew. Yeah. David has been Eric for as long as they've known him. So ew. Ew, yes.
1: Two And Christ- even from, from an outside perspective, ew. She's she's that's her uncle, you know. So even yeah. now that yeah. they've
0: made the story, and it's her teacher. Like yeah. There's no way this looks good.
1: Yeah, the the I mean, to be fair, if Lilith gets in there and gets his her consort, they're skipping town and causing shit anyway. Are
0: they though? Because there's that whole weird, creepy thing she says to Kate later. That's yes, that's true. But well, I don't I don't know what Lilith's plan is. But thankfully, we don't get to find out. Lilith is batshit. She is batshit. Uh, two, we also learned that Crystal's effective vampire's abilities. That's a really cool. Or at least it affects the telepathic ones. Because yes, some vampires have telepathic powers, but Crystal seems to block it, which is why Jared's sister is being held in a place with crystal walls. So he can't reach her unless they choose to open a door, and even then, it's usually just so he can hear her scream. Oh, that's so rude. Is so leaving laura and mindy to handle the party kate stewart cutter jared and eddie what a head team towards the stone table i love that cutter is part of the rescue party yes the, i mean he's truly in the group now he's,
1: he's the only other one that actually has any kind of decent <laughs> fighting skills so. no i mean that
0: is why he is in the rescue yes. party yeah <laughs> on the way there, i need father. the a-team i need the a-team theme playing with them oh, yes Yes. On the way there, Father Corletti tells them of the chalice stone. How other than preventing them from bleeding Eric, the chalice stone is the only way to stop the ritual. Lilith will move from the other to the chalice stone and then from the chalice stone to Ali. If they destroy the chalice stone, they destroy Lilith in her true form. Two things though. One, the weapon is blood. And two, there is no coming back from this act. The one who destroys the stone faces either death or death or insanity. Kate doesn't care she is saving her daughter. They arrive and head for the table. Lilith is, of course, being super creepy with all their heads, telling Kate how soon she'll be Mm. her mother too. No, don't like that. Oh, fucking Lilith. Oh my god. Don't like that at all. No, no. Can you just just do your shit and not be creepy? Getting to the ritual site, they find Allie tied to a table and Eric tied to a pillar, naked and marked with crisscross cuts. He's already been bled, which means they need to find the chalice stone. Well, turns out chalice stone is the table because of course it is. It begins to glow and Kate makes a run for it, only to be pushed out of the way by Stuart. He tells Kate that Allie needs her. The world needs her. And he slams his hand down on the table about the same time Jared does. Jared having tried to tackle Stuart. (laughs) However, vampire blood doesn't work and he's thrown back. It looks like Stuart's blood worked, though, because Lilith is not in Allie and the table is no longer glowing. Eric confirms he felt her get expelled. Kate frees Allie, Eddie frees Eric, someone calls the EMTs, because soon they're loading the unconscious Stuart into an ambulance. Kate says he saved Allie. He doesn't deserve to be cursed with insanity. And Eric reminds her those texts are ancient, before modern medicine and psychiatry. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be fine. Is that what Eric wants? Does Kate love him? Yes.
1: He's so Then good. he
0: wants Stuart to be fine. Kate goes with Allie and Stuart in the ambulance, mouthing a small thank you to Jared. As the ambulance pulls off, she reflects on their family, something that apparently includes Father Donnelly now. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess, but she has faith. Faith it will all turn out. The end. For now. So, <laughs> for now. I like, I like so my. I,
1: like, I know. I like the end. I like the end of it where it's the end, dot, 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 for now.
0: So, okay. It wasn't until I was typing on my notes that I realized the demon guards at the ritual site were kind of useless. They really were. <laughs> like, I, we I, mentioned them, but there's no fight. Unless we're to believe that, like, Cutter was in the background, <laughs> <it> was, like, <laughs> kicking ass while, like, that, they were searching for the stone.
1: Okay. So, the way that I'm seeing this play out is it's very dramatic with everybody going to the stone. And then when it switches to Cutter fighting the guards, it's everyone was Kung Fu fighting.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, 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 There you go.
1: We go back and it's serious music. We go to him and it's just the song continuing.
0: <laughs> also, I just, I need the next book. I have I know. so many questions. Is I know. Jared going to stick around? This is Are one of, we, we going to find a sister? I what will about say like,
1: this is one of the first times, like this ending of this book is... Like all the other ones, they were very neatly wrapped up. Yes. By the end of the book.
0: Yes, of course. I mean,
1: even the pre- even the previous one. Yeah. This has so many loose ends and so many questions. And also, this ending was way too neat.
0: This ending was way too neat. I do not for a second believe Lilith is actually gone.
1: Yeah, because I was, like when I was reading, I was looking at how many pages I had left and- like with it, the, like they were at the party and I'm like, where's the shit going to start? Where's the action? Like, where is everything? And then it was just all so quickly. Like, it just feels like there's more.
0: Like I think there's, that's why we got, we got the for now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is the, this is the first one. And I mean, I was excited to read all of them. But yeah. this was the first one where the ending really leaves me like, holy shit. We need the next one. but And yeah. I'm glad we only have a month to go.
0: Yeah, and I mean, is is Stuart insane? Yeah. Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah. You know, I and I like so the setup questions. that they're going to be doing the new school.
0: Yes, yes, because we get the school in the next one, and I'm so excited. Yeah. I so. just, for the record, I, I am still mad at Stuart. Like, he saved really yeah. Yes. And he he's, might be crazy, <laughs> but I'm still mad at
1: him. He, he kind of redeemed himself at the end, but see, that's the thing. It's like when you're friend's husband does something stupid and then makes up for it it's okay but you're still mad at
0: him still mad yes <sighs> oh <laughs> all right that is it for this week thank you all for listening and make sure you join us next time let me take on season three episode 11 gingerbread oh that's gonna be another good one oh until then check out our various social media channels all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!